I'm Grace. And I'm Piper. And welcome to the Unveiling Pod. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. We took a little break. Mm -hmm. Um, Why did we take a little break? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) um, we recorded an episode and we couldn't even point out what was wrong with it, but something just didn't sit right with us. Yeah, it felt weird. It was someone had asked us for dating advice and on dating and courting. Something just didn't feel right about it. Yeah, Yeah. something just didn't feel right about it. So we, Mm -hmm. we recorded it. We thought about it and we were like, eh, let's just toss it and take a break because life's been insane, which is why we took a break. And so today we're kind of going to catch you guys up on what's been going on with us on why the past month has been overwhelming and stressful and all the things. And then kind of where, how we're dealing with that, how we're navigating Mm -hmm. that. So I guess this episode's like on navigating stress and anxiety, navigating anxiety and in life circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of all of that, we're on a different platform today. We are not together in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are both carless because Piper, your car got towed today. Am I right? It did. It literally got towed at like 3 PM. Wow. That was, that took a long time. That was probably, I don't know if we talked about that on the previous, I don't think that happened. Yeah. No. Our car got like kind of, t-boned on the very back i was gonna say it didn't t-bone but someone hit our car on the back left side my mm-hmm. husband was changing lanes and this on the way to girl behind him <laughs> yeah on the way to their house and the girl behind him wasn't paying attention and so hit the back right of his car and thankfully it could have been so much worse and no one was hurt and i wasn't in the car but it was a freaking bummer to be honest with you because it was our brand mm-hmm. new car mm-hmm. we had just we have just bought it it's our first ever car payment and it was such a bummer. I was like, really? Really? <laughs> we just got this car. We've had it, truly had it for maybe two months. And it already, we haven't been able to drive it for the past month because all the airbags deployed on his side. And so we've not been able to drive it. So we've just been driving my little Honda Accord, old Suki. Good old Suki. She's good old reliable Suki. Yes, she is named after the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. <laughs> that hit me as I was, because we also recently had a car incident. Uh, we Our car randomly just decided to stop working and hasn't been fixed. And so we decided to get a newer car. And then we had ours for two weeks. And we have a Kia, which apparently Kias are very popular to break into and hotwire. And some idiot just decided to break our rear window and try and hotwire our car. Oh my gosh. Keegan literally and, like turned into the, the, the fetal position when I was like, you know, their brand new car. Uh, <laughs> he literally was like, no, not their it new was, car that they got two weeks ago. It was so sad and funny though, because Keegan came to our house. Cause bless you guys. You let us borrow Suki for a day. And, uh, and they watched our dog for a whole day. And that and was, was a huge blessing for us too. <laughs> we loved it. Um, but Keegan just like stopped and looked at Steven and Steven looked at him and they just gave each other a knowing hug. Like, we'll get through this. Yeah. <laughs> Keegan was like, these, I'm so poor, sorry, brother. <laughs> these, these poor dudes just hanging on by a thread. Trying. All I, it's <laughs> so sweet watching them. And I'm so thankful because it's so cute watching these 
these two guys and like I know Steven since you know we've been young and then obviously mm-hmm. Keegan and I started dating in high school and so just watching them become adults become men who are in charge of their families who are they're making the calls to the insurance companies they are checking all of the paperwork and they're the ones having to handle the situation and coordinate appointments mm-hmm. and all of these things and also trying not to be stressed at the same time like you know let go of stress in a healthy way mm-hmm. so it's it's just been sweet to to watch them do it together I know. <laughs> and i'm glad i'm glad that they have each other to yeah. kind of lean uh, on in that yeah for sure yeah the, i i can't imagine being the man of the family and like carrying all that and just being like but i also got to keep myself in check and like yeah handle the stress take action and i felt bad it happened Stephen was on his way to his first basketball game and he was supposed to keep score, which is a really big deal. Cause if you're not there to keep score, your team can get forfeited. And it was the first game of the season. Oh my um, gosh. So he had to handle that as well. Luckily another man took over for him. So the team hasn't been forfeited, but oh, yeah. So that was a whole crazy thing. So we're on, we're zooming now for podcast. And- which it's probably not going to, the, the sound quality is not going to be as great, but I do yeah. think. It does work out because our lives are real busy and obviously we have no cars. So that's, (laughs) it is, it is kind of nice that we have tools available to allow us to continue to record some stuff kind of while we're doing it. For sure. (laughs) So that's just one of the reasons why this week has been, or the past few weeks have been so stressful. I'm getting ready to head into my, I think this week that, yeah. At the end of this week, when is it that you turn to your third trimester? I've never been clear. Oh. Everyone kind of has different opinions, I feel like, of when the third trimester starts. 32 weeks, I think. 32 weeks? Oh, I, I thought so. it was earlier than that. 32? I, wait, one second. Because that's just, that means you're just in it for eight weeks. I did math wrong. 27, my bad. Is it 27? Okay. Okay, yep. yeah. And yeah, this Thursday, I'll be in my third trimester. Wow. Dang, that's insane. I feel like that this pregnancy insane. has flown by. It really has. Which I was so nervous because I have friends who I feel like their pregnancies lasted forever. I feel like Morgan was pregnant. Our friend Morgan was pregnant for an eternity. And I think it was because we were just so excited <laughs> to meet Sharona. Yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah, I think typically it goes by fast for the pregnant woman, at least. When you have all these Mm. friends who are, like, so excited for first baby and it's like, oh, my gosh, we can't wait to meet them. Because I was going to say, your second trimester has felt really slow for me. Mm. (laughs) But I've also just been like, now now that we know it's a boy and, you know, I pulled out our Moses basket so he can, like, sleep here whenever you guys are here. And I'm just like – I've just been looking at the Moses basket every day in our guest room. <laughs> our guest room is like his nursery now. <laughs> so excited. I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be a blast. Yeah, this last trimester will probably be the longest, but also, thank the Lord, my third trimester is going to be during our birthdays. Like I just celebrated a birthday last week and then yes. Keegan's birthday is coming up. And then we've got all the holidays and all of that, which is our favorite time of the year. So yeah. it'll be the holidays and that's sort of fun. My work's going to be crazy busy. Oh my gosh, my job. That's the other <laughs> part of the insane past few weeks that have made yeah. it. Yeah, you just so got stressful. back from a trip. 
I was going to say, I'm like getting off topic, but yeah, like third trimester. So prepping for that, Mm -hmm. prepping for the fact that baby's going to come and birth is becoming more and more real. And that's Mm -hmm. super scary for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not super excited to give, to give birth. (laughs) I'm not really (laughs) excited for the, the giving birth part Mm -hmm. of the having children. Uh, what are you anxious or not looking forward to with that? Mm. All right. So this, I hope this doesn't come across as snotty or anything like that, but I'm not into the whole birth story and like this magical earth goddess, like bringing forth life. (laughs) And like, you've got the fairy lights and the playlist and like, it's this whole experience. And it's like this whole thing. I'm like, no, I'd really just like to have drugs and to have a healthy baby and for me to be healthy, to not rip up my butthole, I'd love for that not to be a thing. <laughs> and I'd love to not be in major amounts of pain. I'd love for mm-hmm. no one to be there except mm-hmm. Keegan. I don't want anyone to mm-hmm. touch me. <laughs> I just want to, <laughs> can I just like give birth and like the doctor's standing nearby in case I need her? Can I just like push Catch it out the baby and be done? And I'm good. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Is that's just, that's just me. That's. But you're you're very get yeah. down to business kind of person, so that totally makes sense. I am, I am. I think I get that from my dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I get that from my dad. My mom, at the same time, is a very cut to the chase type person. Uh, no nonsense. You don't you don't need all the extra stuff, you know. Yeah, I well, I don't need it, and I think it's kind of glorifies like yourself and like. The whole mm. birth experience rather than it just being like, no, this is about getting your baby safely out into the world. It's not so mm-hmm. you can feel empowered and this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Some women do. Some women do. And, and that's great. And that's and I shouldn't be judgmental in that way. But that's just personally kind of how I view it. And so I think prepping for it has been half of me really doesn't want to prep for this whole birth experience thing. But I also should probably have some sort of a birth plan. You know, just in case. Yeah. And so birth plan is healthy mom, healthy baby. So as I've been prepping for that, reading more, since I learned apparently my baby's going to be huge, according to the doctors, they don't actually know. <laughs> that could change. But He's at least going to be long is what they can tell, right? Yeah. The doctors said he's going to be big. And I've t- joked with a few people about his shoulders because apparently his shoulders are in like the 96th percentile. And so I've joked with some people about that being like, oh, isn't that so funny? He's going to be huge. I can't wait for my epidural. And (laughs) people have been like, yeah, absolutely. Also, not trying to freak you out, but like you should maybe prep for a C-section if his shoulders are actually that big. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. And so (laughs) I've been not researching. I honestly haven't, Mm -hmm. which I'm proud of myself because I'm a Googler. But (laughs) I've just been kind of preparing mentally for that. And I'm honestly, at least right now, I'm very open to a C-section if that's what needs to happen. Whatever needs Mm -hmm. to happen needs to happen. Uh, Yeah. But we're getting closer. And so I'm definitely a preparer, a planner, someone Mm -hmm. who likes to know what to expect so that I can handle it in the best way. And there's just no way for me to prepare for birth accurately. Like if I've never given birth before, I can't actually completely prepare myself because I've never experienced it before. Mm-hmm. So we'll just see. Oh, my dumb dog is digging up holes in the backyard. Aw, Ripley. 
Yeah, I think it's, um, at least from my experience, you know, obviously, I mean, I highly suggest like birthing class because it, it preps you for everything, you know. We're taking one. We are. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to do one in person. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did one online because we had a COVID baby, but um, right. even even that was super helpful just because we had one where it was specifically prepping for an epidural, um, but then there was a natural birth one, and then if we wanted to, we had a C-section option, um, mm. and so I, I think it's good to know what could happen, Right. so you're prepped for what you want, but at the same time, like knowing about C-sections and what that could look like and knowing when your body does need one versus when the doctors might tell you, you should think about getting one. Um, right. that way you're prepped, but you're open for other things to happen. Cause you don't know what God's plan is for the baby. And hopefully the logic is your body is carrying this baby, which means your body is able to birth this baby. Um, but things happen. I mean, we were, 10 minutes away from a C-section with Ruth because uh, I pushed for three hours and she was stuck under my pelvis. Oh, sister. <laughs> and she was a tiny oh, baby. Mercy. She was six pounds. And yeah, she was so little. She was little, but my pelvis was not open in the way it was supposed to be. And so, um, and even in that moment, I was determined not to have a C-section because I had no clue what to say yes and no to because uh, mm. I just wasn't prepped for that. And so, so yeah, it's always good to learn but also not overlearn, so you don't yeah worry about things it's a balance I agree I fully agree I really trust my doctor so yeah she's great we disagree on some things yeah. uh but she's still very open to like what I'm our choices but I think if mm-hmm. she's like hey we need to have c-section his shoulders mm-hmm. that's gonna like that's dangerous yeah. Then I'll be like, cool. I know that we'll actually, I bet we had, that I really do need one. I don't think she's going to push for one for her convenience or something like that. Um, right. I do trust her a lot. But so there's that. And then my work was just insane the mm. past few weeks. We had some changes. Yeah. And I had to have some kind of difficult conversations. And I work for a nonprofit. And so there's a possibility that they won't be able to continue funding me for full time. We're a very Mm -hmm. small new nonprofit. So kind of wrapping that reality with not having a car or rather sharing one car while my husband goes to work and I work from home prepping for this third trimester. This baby's coming. I feel him kicking all the time. The possibility of not making nearly as much money as we do now Mm -hmm. and how the Lord's going to provide in the midst of that all was just kind of a perfect storm. And so for like a week and y'all saw, I was really, I was really anxious and stressed Mm -hmm. out. And I feel like my emotions have been all over the place the past probably like two weeks. And I feel like it came out of the blue. Like I was, I've been looking it up online. I'm like, wasn't it supposed to happen in my first trimester? I feel like out of the blue, all of these emotions just came popping up where I'd be really angry or really insecure Mm. or really sad, but then I'd be really joyful and really grateful (laughs) and really happy. It was very strange. And so I think I'm evening out. I think it was the combination of pregnancy hormones, but all of the insane life stuff we're dealing with. Yeah. We've also had like some relational tension happening just in our lives that causes a lot of anxiety in me and yeah, trying to learn how to 
properly handle those types of things without creating this environment in my home that feels Mm -hmm. not peaceful. I feel like there's a balance between wanting to be honest about where you are and be honest about your feelings, but also recognizing that it doesn't always make it better just to say everything out loud and vent Mm -hmm. everything to somebody. I think, Mm -hmm. I think there's a healthy balance between knowing that you need to talk about this with somebody. You need to process this out loud with someone healthy who you trust and who's going to give you good sound counsel, but also recognizing that not everything needs to be talked about out loud with different people. Does that make any sense? What I'm yeah, saying? absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so that's been part a, of the reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, cause obviously if you're not working through stuff and sometimes that's out loud, stuff is just stored in your body and that's a lot of stress. Um, mm-hmm. especially with what you guys are all going through. Cause that's a lot. Right. Um, but there's also like the difference between healthily sharing things and what you're struggling through and just like venting or gossiping all the time. And it's, it's I like, agree. Like, there's a line. We of, often okay, well, use as Yeah. You go ahead. No, I was going to say we use it as an excuse a lot. Yeah. I feel like, uh huh. And then it's just especially like, okay, well, with close friends. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well now you're just like complaining mm. <laughs> or talking all the time about the same thing over and over, which I don't think you do. Um, but, you would also yeah. call me out if I did, which you need friends like that in your life who yeah. you're you're not afraid to be like, like you said something recently where I was like, let's dive more into what you just said. Like, what exactly did that mean? <laughs> and you were like, mm-hmm. oh, I actually shouldn't have said that that way. You're right. That's a good trait. Yeah. And then same with me where you've had to be like, hey, like <laughs> you need to take several breaths and take a step back. And I'm like, right. you are correct. I need to step <laughs> away from this situation. I think being yeah. a good friend is challenging your friends as well as being there for them and comforting them. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have Absolutely. to go hand in hand. Yeah. No, that's so good. What has been what has been your way of working through the stress? Because you've been through oh, a lot. Like even in just the last month, it's just been, you're right, yeah. it's been a storm of stuff. Honestly, I don't know. I'm still in the process of figuring out what that looks like, how to work through stress and manage stress mm-hmm. well. I tend to I don't you can call me out if I am. I don't think I'm someone who tries to stuff stuff down. I think I'm pretty open about like this sucks, but I'm also mm-hmm. an optimist. And so mm-hmm. I have a hard time when I'm in the middle of going through something hard really being vulnerable and allowing myself to just kind of succumb to it in a healthy way. So Mm. I think a way that I'm trying to healthily deal with stress is to be honest about where I am and be okay with the fact that not everything's going to get figured out right now. And I'm not going to be able to put all the pieces of the puzzle together right here in this moment. Mm. Mm. And Like, it's easy for me to work through a stressful situation if I can see the end goal, if I can see what's going to happen on the other side. As weird as that sounds, there have been situations like that. But there are a lot of question marks in our life right now. Mm -hmm. Like, how's this birth going to go? How's this relational situation going to end up? 
what's going to happen with our finances and our car? How are we going to provide when I'm on maternity leave? What, you know, stuff like that. And so I think learning to be okay with question marks is really important. And Mm, that's good. I have, I have noticed that when I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed, I really do. I, I do kind of tend to alienate myself and really kind of want to shut down and not want to talk to people, which Mm. I don't think is how I used to be, but it is something that I've realized. I really just kind of want to go to comfort things like comfort food, comfort TV, Mm. things to kind of numb out the situation a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I alternate between numbing and then over overdoing stuff, meaning like making a million task lists and things like that. So yeah, I'm still figuring it out, but basically trying to surround myself with good people, trying not to numb out, trying not to overtask myself, trying to just continue to live my life as normally as I can cry when I need to sleep mm-hmm. when I need to be joyful when I need to mm-hmm. just allowing the emotions to come what was that? You might have given this picture a while ago, or maybe this just came to mind. When a wave comes in, you can either let it crash over you and let it take you to the bottom of the ocean, or you can mm-hmm. let it pass over you and mm-hmm. dive into the wave. Mm-hmm. And so when it passes over you, you still feel it. It's still a rolling past, but you come up on the yes. other side and you can breathe. Right. I feel like that's the healthiest way to... One of the healthiest ways. But you've also had a stressful few weeks. I'm looking at our timer and realized I've talked for a million years. <laughs> yeah, so. that's okay. <laughs> What's been your stressful um, few weeks? Oh, just, yeah. I mean, similar car situations. Um, yeah, we had, we had just gotten over one serious car situation where we didn't have a car mm-hmm. at all. And then our mechanic couldn't fix the car. And then we just decided, okay, maybe let's go ahead and get a brand new car and we found one and it worked out and we had gotten over that stress. And then two weeks later was when our car got broken into. Um, So we're carless again and now spending way more money than we have. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And just kind of figuring out rental car stuff. And so that's been a lot. And then, you know, I have a two year old now and She's going through all the milestones and learning to talk and not nap anymore. Um, we had a funny situation where I just had an inkling that we needed to like, because we have all, all our bedrooms are upstairs. And so I had a feeling mm-hmm. like we needed to clean everything and make it toddler proof. And then it was like a couple days after I did that, she started figuring out how to get out of her bedroom. And that's been an exciting time for her. She's not been napping. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then today she figured out how to get out of her room with the toddler lock on her doorknob. Oh so gosh. She, we literally can't toddler proof her room because she's figured it out. <laughs> oh Lordy. And so, although I don't mind her not napping cause she handles that really well. I think she's just kind of ready to drop nap soon, but, um, mm-hmm. it's been really stressful that her nap time was my one hour in the day that I had to shower, mm-hmm. have time to myself, read my Bible, um, and that's been really stressful for me. Um, cause I am someone who needs time to themselves. Um, I love people and I think I'm an ambivert, but I am introverted in the sense of I need my me time. And yeah. as soon as I wake up, I'm 
with Ruth. So I don't get any time in the morning and then evening I try and make time for Steven. And so it's just been a stressful couple of weeks of figuring out, you know, boundaries with Ruth and Mm. figuring out how to take care of her and her nap time. And, you know, when she doesn't sleep, she's fine, but she's definitely very emotional these days. And we're in a phase where it's, I need mommy all the time. And so mm-hmm. I go all day with her touching me all day until she goes to bed. And that's a lot. I'm just Oof. like touched out. And that's been kind of affecting just Stephen and I's relationship. Cause I'm just kind of like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I am done because <laughs> um, I love cuddling with my kid. But when you're trying to like cook dinner or clean up her messes or do something with her and she's just rubbing herself all over me, I'm just kind of like, whew. Um, and overstimulated. Me, yeah. Yeah. Overstimulated. And then it takes me all evening to wind down enough to even be able to go to sleep. And so um, I'm just like exhausted. And I think that's been making me over emotional. And then I, take my emotions and put them on Steven and then I'm trying to work through Mm. not blaming him for things and getting short with him because it's not his fault and he's doing his own work and he's taking care of Ruth in the morning. So it's not like he's not going through stuff too. Um, so yeah, just kind of working through parent stuff and working through relationship stuff and, um, it's been frustrating because we've had to like miss out on church with not having a car. And then we've, mm. I haven't been to my Bible study in a few weeks and that was what was kind of keeping me disciplined in the word. And so I've also just been struggling with my time with the Lord. And that's really, I've noticed how much that affects me and my attitude. Yeah. Um, but what's been great with that is just even getting to like Marco Polo and talk to you and Morgan, um, and hearing your time with the Lord or Morgan's time with the Lord. And that's been mm-hmm. encouraging to remind me to even just spend a few minutes in my day or listen to a podcast or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's been the gist of our stuff is just financial stuff and man, groceries are getting expensive and oh Lordy. Yeah. We are way over budget with groceries and I don't, we shop at Aldi, so I don't even know how to get any cheaper than that, you know? And it's right, like, right. My toddler's growing, and so she snacks a ton, and then, you know, just trying to make dinners and put protein on the plate and all of that, and it's just ridiculous. So that's been, that's been my stuff, but. How do you, how do you handle stress? Do you feel like, how do you, how do you respond in those situations versus how do you wish you would respond? Or do you respond, do you think, in a healthy way to stressful situations? Um, I think I do until I, I get too overstimulated. Mm. I think it's very much, I think I'm pretty good at embracing the moment and just being like, okay, we're in a crappy situation right now. And we're just gonna right. get through it. Um, mm-hmm. especially with Ruth. Cause I'm like, she's not in control of her emotions right now. I'm teaching her how to be in control of that kind of stuff. So I have to regulate myself in order for her to be regulated. Right. Um, but I think when I've had a few stressful days in a row, that's where I get really unhealthy because I'm like, okay, I'm tired of this. And when I'm tired of it, I just let everything out. I don't, Mm. I don't filter myself. I'm just very much like, rah. (laughs) Mm. Um, And it's just all anger and frustration or or 
nitpicking Steven for things he does wrong to try and control the situation, I think. And so I'm just like noticing every detail and overstimulated and I try and very much take control. Um, it's where my eight wing comes out, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I definitely don't think I always handle that well. I definitely, I think I'm learning how to remind myself to pause when I'm feeling those emotions and Mm. instead of just speaking what's on my mind immediately, maybe going to another room and just venting that to God first. Um, Because I think I've noticed lately, I don't take a lot to God right away. Um, Mm. I think I do because I'm thinking of God as I'm struggling, but I'm not actually giving it to him. Yeah. Um, and sacrificing that to him, I'm very much taking it on myself and then just being yeah. like, all right, help me take it on myself instead of like, mm-hmm. no, this is yours. Like this is, you're in control of this situation. I'm not, and I need yeah. to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm working through that because I, I have a hard time letting things go. I am a grudge holder. Um, mm-hmm. and that is, I've always been that way. So that's just, that's kind of what I'm working on is just, just letting things go. And I even sometimes just literally have to picture myself actually giving my situation to God. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something my therapist has helped me through is just visualizing it. And then if I'm struggling a little bit later, doing it again and just repeating mm-hmm. that um, and just trying to handle the moment as best as I can. I think that that's good. I think realizing that if we have to continually give something to the Lord, I don't think it means that we've failed. I think it means that we're being reminded every day of our dependence on him. And as humans, that's what we're going to do. We're going to lay something down and then pick it back up, especially Mm -hmm. us people who tend to want to control situations, to handle situations, to do it all ourselves. We're going to tend to want to pick our stress back up because it somehow feels safer, at least for me, carrying yeah. the stress feels safer and more familiar, holding everything on my back, mm-hmm. laying it down seems strange. And that feels mm-hmm. vulnerable and yeah. scary to lay down stress, stressful situations. It feels like I'm exposing myself to be let down and yeah, but that's at the end of the day, that's just prideful to mm-hmm. be honest of me. Mm-hmm. To be like, to to assume that if I'm handling the situation, it's going to be handled well. And so mm-hmm. I do have to carry all the stress when at the mm-hmm. end of the day, that's so prideful of me to assume that I am the one who is going to handle the situation well and handle it the mm-hmm. best. I think, yeah. No, that's good. Well, that's it for this episode. We just wanted to catch you up on our insane lives and our yeah. our stress and how we handle our stress. And hopefully we've given some good tips <laughs> of what not to do and hopefully how to learn from our situations <laughs> learn and how to mistakes. better handle stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are trying to keep episodes at 30 minutes for now, just with our yeah. crazy schedules. It's what we have time for. Um, and for y'all so- sake. Listen yeah. to us shatter <laughs> on for an hour and a half. Too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we hope you've had a good couple of weeks while we've been gone. And we'll talk to you next time. Go follow us on social media, Unveiling Pod, and like us on 
Oh, is it Apple Music? And then rate us on Spotify. Tell other people about us. Share the podcast. Yep. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.